It's time for another two Larrys and a Mike. Welcome to episode 18. I'm Larry Dowdy. I'm Larry Bly. And Mike is up, out, gone fishing. Doggone. Gone fishing. Well, <laughs> like a fisher biting. Either that or he's just waiting. Well, yeah, I, I hear you. Well, uh, welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for uh, mm-hmm. coming back. We've got a great, great episode, I think. Oh, that's what you always well, say. Well, that's, that's, that's true. But I, re- I really do like this theme this time around. Music turning 50. Yeah. In 2021. I wish I was. <laughs> Turning 50. I, I get it. <laughs> I didn't see that a long... I saw that a long time ago, by the way. <laughs> I get it. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll take a look at that. We've got uh, some, some great things to talk about, including uh, those songs doing uh, 50 years. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk about some of the, the standout songs as well, uh, in our opinion. And you have the worst song of 70? Well, it's just my opinion. Okay, it's just well, my opinion. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you something. What? I think there are an awful lot of disc jockeys out there <laughs> yeah. that's going <laughs> to go right along with Right it. on Lair. Uh, yeah. All right. You got it, baby. <laughs> well, let's check a time for living. Some of the uh, birthdays that we missed since our last podcast. Guitar songwriter Dwayne Eddy, 83 years old. Singer Maurice Williams of Maurice and the Zodiacs, Mm -hmm. 83. Singer Bobby Rodell is 79. And Gary Wright is 78. Uh, Drummer Roger Taylor of Duran Duran, 61. Mm -hmm. Ace Fraley of uh, Kiss, 70. Wow. Uh, Singer Sheena Easton is 62. Hey, Bobby Venton turned 86 recently. No, no. Tell me that's not so. Peter Frampton, 72. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Jeez. I got just a couple more. Bob Miranda of The Happenings. Remember The Happenings? Oh, yeah. 79. Dwayne Allen of The Oak Ridge Boys, 78. And singer Tommy James. Of the Shondells fame is 74 years old. Oh, I'll tell you one thing I, I take away from all this. What? Ain't nobody getting any younger. <laughs> that right is so true. Nor are the songs from 1971 turning 50. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. So sorry, Uncle Albert. Just my imagination. Ha! What you see, what you see, is what you get. Do you know what I mean? Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Rolling, rolling, rolling on a river. River, do, 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 
You know, it's a very special year for me because uh, a lot of things. Uh, I, first of all, I worked at three different radio stations in 1971. It's the only time it ever happened in my life. Oh, wow. Yeah, I got out of the Army and I laid around the house for a couple of months yeah. and toots fed me and did my clothes. And they, I think they got kind of tired of that. And so finally, I went back to my old job at HBG in Harrisonburg. Yeah. And then uh, I made a couple of air checks and sent them off. And next thing I knew, I sailed up to Detroit, Michigan, worked at WWW. Uh-huh. And then in the fall, I sailed down to Roanoke, Virginia, where I landed at ROV. So three radio stations. But the wonderful thing was I got to play some of the best music, and a lot of it I got to play two and three different times. Yeah. 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 But it was a really good music year. It was. It, it was indeed. Uh, everything from, uh, what, American Pie uh, and Don McLean, uh, me and Bobby McGee, Janice Joplin. Uh, Elton John came out with a song called Tony Danza. I mean, uh, Tiny Dancer. <laughs> Tiny Dancer. Elton John came out with that. Uh, let's see, what else came out about that time? Signs, the five man electrical oh, band. Yeah. I love that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a lady. Tom Jones was uh-huh. still going strong. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And um, let's see who else. Temptation Eyes, The Grassroots. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carpenters were probably at the height, or very close to the height of of their popularity. Superstar was a beautiful song he did. My Sweet Lord, George Harrison. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the always popular Sweet and Innocent by Little Dottie Osmond. (laughs) (laughs) Little Dottie. (laughs) They probably thought he would never grow up. Uh, Oh, and you heard this group, Led Zeppelin? Oh, yeah, I have heard of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, they, they came out with that album that had this song on it called Stairway to Heaven. There was a song that was an awful lot of fun. I got to play it in Harrisonburg. Uh, Chick-a-boom, Don't You Just Love It? Daddy Dewdrop. That was a great song. A lot of fun. <laughs> that, that, that's true. Oh, but uh, get this. Uh, speaking of 1971, this will bring back memories for you. I did a little digging. Of course, Richard Nixon was president. We're working in the garden again? Uh, Oh, oh, that kind of digging. Yearly income in 1971, $11,300. Is that so? Yep. Well, I I can assure you I never attained that. (laughs) I was was working well below that on radio. I promise you. They got a deal. Uh, A new house cost $25,000. Get out of here. A new car, $3,550. Now, that I know because I bought, when I got out of the Army in 71, first thing I did was I took my savings that I'd, while I was in the Army, yeah. and I wrote a check for $3,000 for a brand new 1971 Dodge Charger Super B. Wow. Yep. yep. To go back to the days, too, of 1971 and gas prices, 36 cents a gallon. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, Those were the good old days. They really were. <laughs> Don't pull your love, Hamble to Joe Franken. Yep, yep. Great song. Rose Garden, Lynn Anderson, she did a crossover song with mm-hmm. that. And I still like it to this day. And, of course, the Jackson 5 had the song, Never Can Say, I never can say, I can't see it. Never can say goodbye. I used to do that on the air and irritate the Jesus out of people. Oh, that's good. And one of my favorite songs also is Stampeder's Sweet City Woman. What a great song that that was. I guess that comes in the category of one-hit wonders. Uh, Yeah, it does. Yeah, Yeah. it does. Beautiful song from Brad If. That was so pretty. That Mm -hmm. was so pretty. Marvin Gaye had a breakout with Mercy, Mercy Me, The Ecology. Mm Mm-hmm. And one took over the line, sweet Jesus, that popular uh, <laughs> religious song. <laughs> the Lawrence, Lawrence Welch. Welch. 
<laughs> Brewer and Shipley. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, born in 1971, uh, Ricky Martin, Mark Wahlberg, Winona Ryder, Snoop Dogg. Oh, really? The yeah. old Snoop. Yeah, speaking of uh, <laughs> Brewer and Shipley, and Elon Musk. And he's still making money today on his Teslas. Uh, strangely, of 1971, uh-huh. what I consider to be the worst song of 1971, yeah, yeah. came in number 71 on the top 100. <laughs> I just realized this the other day. Billboard's year-end Hot 100 singles. So they liked it a lot better than you did. And here was the song. Okay. Chirpy, chirpy, cheap seat song. Chirpy, chirpy, cheap, cheap. You've never heard this, have you? I've never heard this. Never heard it, huh? No, no. They never came out with a second song, did they? Uh, <laughs> bloopy, blurby, blop, blop. Uh, now, I will tell you that I never actually played that song on the radio. I've I was, never heard the song. I was very fortunate yeah. that I missed that entirely because I <laughs> laid around the house for two or three months like a sloth doing nothing. And during that time in 1971, the song came out. HBG played it. Uh-huh. I it got played Why? across the country. I mean, it was number 71 uh, nationally. But Was uh, there not something else... Out of 1971, they could have put in that spot. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, chirpy, chirpy, cheap, cheap. I'm sorry you missed it, but now you'll never be able to say that you didn't hear that song. <laughs> Good point. And the disc jockeys hated it. Uh, I could, yeah. They mm-hmm. just, could you imagine playing it six times a day? Yeah. Seven times and, a day? And, and, and they probably thought at the time the worst song ever was Brand New Key by Melanie. No. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we played then every... that comes out. We played every Melanie song that yeah, was ever yeah. made at uh-huh. ROV, <laughs> and probably a couple that she didn't even make. Somebody else did. It sounded like her. Uh, well, 1971, you, you've mentioned some great songs from that era. Did you have any standouts? I loved Lonely Days by the Bee Gees because oh, the Bee Gees song. were still doing... This was pre-disco, so they mm-hmm. were still doing some really interesting stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and that was one of the pretty ones I think that they ever that they ever did. Oh, and there was a, a strange song, very strange song. Oh, stranger than the one you just oh, played, but a, but a big hit and a one-hit wonder. The yeah. Boys, Timothy. Yeah, remember Timothy? Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. that song that, is that, about, that, don't that, you? That, no. Well, about five people went out into. Uh, the wilds and uh-huh. a terrible storm, and only four of them came back, and they never oh, found okay. the other I people. Didn't and they well, think that maybe, uh, well, he was served up as an hors d'oeuvre or something <laughs> somewhere down the line. So, <laughs> Timothy, that's what it was about. I didn't realize that. Out of uh, Memphis, Tennessee, out of Memphis, uh-huh. we had Isaac Hayes, theme from Shaft. I love that song. Oh, still. great yeah. song. You know, his car is still on display. Judge your Watch mouth. your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Diamond, I am, I said. I have great memories about Neil. First time I ever came to the Roanoke Civic Center uh-huh. to, to see Neil Diamond in 1971. That very year, as a matter of oh fact. Oh, my goodness. Probably to hear that very song. Yeah. Wilson Pickett had a knockdown drag out song with Don't Knock My Love. Man, that mm, thing rocked. It yeah, really did. Yeah, yeah. And of course, one of my favorite groups, The Doors. Ooh, baby. 
Love her madly. I loved everything the Doors did. Love her madly. What a great song that was. Richie Havens, Here Comes the Sun. Yeah. 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 Good song. Uh, oh, and I heard this one on the way in this morning uh, on uh, Sirius XM mm-hmm. on the uh, Soul Channel. Yeah. Soul, whatever that's called. One Less Bell to Answer, the Fifth Dimension. Oh, what a great song. One Less Egg to Fry. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Oh, and Riders of the Storm, The Doors, also. Mm-hmm. And here's, this is interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number 100. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Coming out of 100, Perry Como, It's Impossible. <laughs> yeah. It was a year of all sorts of stuff. Oh, and uh, Bobby Goldsboro watching Scotty Grow. They were, you were playing around a while ago with the title, and we always yeah, called yeah. that watching Scotty Potty at the radio station. <laughs> That's what we did. <laughs> Amuse ourselves. Oh, Olivia Newton-John, who I'm still in love with. Mm-hmm. I just adore that woman. If not for you, what a great song yeah, that, that was. That was a great song. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Cat Stevens' Wild World, beautiful. Beautiful song. But see, all these songs you're naming, I mean, that gives you an idea of how open... A top 40 format was in 1971. Well, yeah, you had the Rolling Stones, Brown Sugar. Yeah. Right up against Gene Knight's Mr. Big Stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. it was all over the place, yeah, right? Yeah, we had yeah. Soul, we had album stuff, we had uh, Donny Osmond, who knows right, what that right. is. <laughs> we had Jerry Reed, we had, uh, you know, George Harrison, My Sweet Lord. Right, right. Ocean, Put Your Hand in the Hand. Yeah. So, yeah, it was all over the place. Mm-hmm. It really was. But it, it, that's what made it interesting. You didn't get bored with music because so much different music. I'm dragging the line, Tommy James. Wow. And Aretha Franklin, Bridge Over Troubled Water, took Simon and Garfunkel's song and gave it her own twist and turned it into a totally different song. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. beautiful. Yep. Good stuff, good stuff. Now, you mentioned um, some of your standouts and the doors. What was it about Riders of the Storm you really liked? It was one of my favorites. I just, uh, I, I don't know, just, uh, it, it came in really soothing and easy. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, something about it was just fascinating to me. And, of course, Morrison had such a beautiful voice. I mean, he really did. So, yeah, that was one of my favorites. I liked that an awful lot. Was there another standout? Yes. We're so sorry, Uncle Albert. Uncle Albert Admiral so Halsey, Paul and Linda McCartney. And I got to play that song five for six months in a row. <laughs> Played it in Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Came down here and started playing it all over again. Right, right. So, yeah. Uh, those were, I think those were my two standouts for the year, although it's very difficult to say because there really were an awful lot of great uh, great songs. That, yeah, how about yours? Uh, mine... Chirpy, co- chirpy, cheap, cheap? <laughs> by chance? No. Oh, okay. Not at all. Well. Uh, mm. Carol King. I've talked about it before. Tapestry uh, may be the best album ever. Probably. It uh, came out February 10th, 1971, but it didn't enter the Billboard albums charts until two months later in April. But on June 19th, uh, it hit number one yeah. and stayed there for 15 weeks. And by the time Tapestry finally left the chart for good, 2011. And had logged a total of 318 weeks. And to this day, I could just, well, like, I do occasionally just sit and listen to the whole album. Yeah, well, I, I understand that. That is probably, well, I, it, it's definitely the only album that I've owned four copies of. In vinyl, 
the original master recordings, uh, where there's a limited number uh, cut directly to vinyl, really? CD, and MP3. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And in 50 years, I've never gotten tired of it. I guess the first single uh, off Tapestry was It's Too Late. And then you had the flip side of it, uh, I Feel the Earth Move. Man. Strong. Great song. Strong, strong. Yeah. 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 Uh, and my other standout, hope you're sitting down for this, Harry Nielsen. Why? Just out of curiosity, I mean, I love Harry Nielsen. There's just something about that album, Nielsen Schmielsen. Schmielsen, that's right. Uh, and sadly, Son of Schmielsen came out. It wasn't nearly as good, but it was okay. But, I mean, Harry Nielsen is just all over the place. He had success back in 68 with Everybody's Talking, yep. uh, He was, uh, which was featured in Midnight Cowboy. Uh, did you know, and... I wasn't aware of it or had forgotten about it or something. Uh, Harry Nielsen actually wrote and recorded Three Dog Nights song one. No. Another. Now, is it as good? No. 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 Not not at all, but it, it never has, is. It has the Harry Nielsen twist to it. But um, yeah, from Nielsen Schmielsen, you got uh, Without You, Coconut. You put the lime in the you coconut. Put the lime in the coconut and call me in the Drink morning. It all up. And I guess a bass player's, uh, if you want to make a bass player's day, uh, jump into the fire. Yeah. Uh, just a great song. And during a 1968 press conference, the Beatles were asked what their favorite American group was. They answered Nielsen. Is that so? Yeah. Well, he wasn't uh, a group. Uh, which I know, but I guess that explains uh, why he was, uh, I don't know, sometimes called the American Beatle. Huh. But uh, the downside, uh, Nielsen Schmielsen only had 10 songs, and the album was only 35 minutes. Really? Yeah. Gosh, you're just full of information today. I did not. How was that? Why is that? I don't know. Did they, like, run out of time when they were recording the album? (laughs) Run out of tape? I'm not sure what uh, RCA was thinking. It's like, "Eh, 35, 36 minutes. That's enough. RCA never thought. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, by the way, coming to uh, Apple TV Plus, I don't think you have that, but I do, and a lot of folks do. 1971, the year that music changed everything, and that's coming out on May 21st. It's going to be an eight-part docu-series, hmm. so I'll I'll have to download it and we'll watch it before our podcast. Oh, that sounds or something great. like that. I'd love to see but, that. But uh, it's going to be a documentary featuring artists like Lou Reed, Aretha, Bob Marley, The Stones, and a bunch of others. Oh wow! So. See, we're not the only ones that think 1971 was a good year. Absolutely. Speaking of which, uh, are you ready to do a little seconds guessing, you think? Yes. Well, this should be a a cinch for you because, I mean, you know, 1971, you were not exactly a child. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Should should be able to recognize (laughs) some of these. I think so. Okay. Oh, I got to tell you what the prize is. Hmm. The prize, if you get all of these, yeah, Mr. Dowdy, yeah, yeah. is a 33 and a third RPM vinyl album yeah. of Burl Ives' greatest hits, including such songs as Froggy Went a Courtin' and He Did Ride, and the always <laughs> and the always popular and real crowd pleaser, by the way, the Blue Tail Fly. <laughs> the collection also includes the very familiar Holly Jolly Christmas, just in case you wanted to hear it one more time. 
Uh, you know, uh, maybe that uh, 35 minutes of Nielsen Schmielsen's not too bad after all, you know. <laughs> so anyway, well, I, I, I would assume that there is a Burlap's Greatest Hits album. But, oh, I'm sure. Uh, not something I've been clamoring uh, no, to find, okay? No, no, Okay, let's okay, get going. Well, here we go. These are all from 1971, all right? That's all they got in the alligator minute. Uh, it's uh, Jerry Reed. What's the name Good. of the song? Is that Amos Moses? That's Amos Moses. Okay. That's Three Dog Night. Joy to the World. It is. <laughs> Great song. You got it. Yeah. You're doing real well on this well, thing right now. Uh, that's Maggie May and Rod. Maggie May, and then again, Maggie May, May, May not. not. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Old joke. <laughs> Uh, so Darren Osmond's You got uh, it. One Bad Apple? Yes. Okay. And that was recorded in Muscle Shoals, I think. It was indeed. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Here, here's an easy one. Sly and the Family Stone. Family Affair? Absolutely. Family Affair, Sly and the Family Stone. Here's an easy one for you. Not three times. Tony Orlando and Dawn. Tony Orlando and Dawn. Uh, 1971. Uh, Whatever happened to Dawn? Oh, Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves. Share. You got it. I was listening to that song again the other day. It's a great song. It is. Even though she doesn't like it. I don't know. Listening to that the other day. Indian Reservation. Paul Revere and the Raiders. Did you know? Mm-hmm. That that was also called the Lament of the Cherokee Indian Reservation. No, I did not. All righty. See, no, no, that was this one. Oh, my friend. Treat her like a lady, Cornelius Brothers. And Sister Rose. Whatever happened to Sister Rose? Did, uh, she's, uh, she's just the only girl of all the boys? She was working up on the corner up here. <laughs> my secretary. <laughs> I'm bullet out of here. All right, here uh, Black Magic Woman and Santana. Santana. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we were talking a few minutes ago what disc jockeys calling songs <laughs> off the air. We always called that Black, black Magic Marker. <laughs> <laughs> and finally... Dragon a line. Dragon a line. Tommy, Tommy James, James and the Shondells. There we go. How about that? You, want, you know one of my favorite uh, Tommy James and the Shondells songs? It was. It was a. I don't. It wasn't a hit. Cat's eye in the window. Do you remember that? You know, I think I vaguely do, but I don't think it was a big hit. No, it wasn't. It was never a big a hit, hit at all. Yeah. Just, just one of those. Well, you just songs. liked it because it had cat's eye <laughs> in it. I know. You're so predictable, Dowdy. That's why I like our house. Two cats in the yard. I just stay on the back of the couch. Life used to be so hard. Yes. Now everything is easy because of you. (laughs) All right. Should we, since we were remembering, oh, you can hang on to that Burl Ives album. Oh, don't. You you hurt me to the quick. Well, I mean, yeah, but you've got a great collection, and I would hate to take that out of your (sighs) collection. Okay. I know. Please. I I get it. I understand (laughs) what's going Uh, on. Shall we uh, remember a few musical greats? We shall. And maybe some who weren't so great? We shall. Uh, Jim Steinman, you remember that name? No. Well, he was a hit maker for Meatloaf. 
Bonnie Tyler, Celine Dion, Air Supply, even Barry Manilow, died at 73 in Danbury, Connecticut recently. Uh, he, he had one eh, kind of hit, uh, made it to number 32 on the Billboard charts. Rock and roll dreams come through. But uh, he was all about the arrangement of um, Meatloaf's uh, Bad Out of Hell album. And so you uh, you you hear a he, lot of he Jim wrote Simon. the music for uh, yeah yeah you yeah. Uh, in the arrangement and uh, uh, two out of three ain't bad and one of my favorite songs of all time Paradise by the Dashboard Line absolutely he made Mr. Loaf's career <laughs> <He did. laughs> Simon by the way was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 2012 and won Album of the Year at the 1997 Grammy Awards for wow. producing songs like you just mentioned. Celine Dillon's mm-hmm. Fall in Love with You. And, uh, yeah, here I, here I said I didn't know who it was, and I had... It's coming back to you now. I had already pulled the stuff on yeah. him. Coming back to you. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? Uh, also, uh, Rusty Young, legendary steel guitarist, frontman, and co-founder of the country rock band Poco. What? Died of a heart attack at the age of 75. Co-founder of Poco, along with Buffalo Springfield members uh, Richie Fury and Jim Messina in 19... 19- I had a chance to interview Rusty Young uh, right when his album in 2017, Waiting for the Sun, came out. What a talent. Bay City Rollers lead singer uh, Les McCallan, mm-hmm. former singer of 1970s Scottish top sens- pop sensation Bay City Rollers, 65, died suddenly. And uh, so anyway, apparently they formed at the end of the 1960s. Did you know that the no, Bay City Rollers no. enjoyed huge success in Britain and abroad with their tartan outfits and pop tunes? And then they eventually caught on here. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. And Louie Louie, guitarist Kingsman. Mm-hmm. The Kingsman Louis Louis song, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike Mitchell died at the age of 77, oh. founder of the group. 57 years of performing, one, wow. so- one song that nobody could understand <laughs> ever. Louis Louis. I get it. I do. Some radio stations refused to play it because they thought that the lyrics were dirty. <laughs> but nobody could ever prove what the lyrics, in, a, in actuality, what the lyrics really were. So... What a song, though. Still, well, I have. Are you finished with it? I'm done. No, I got one more. Okay. This is this is a tearjerker. This what? is really going to rip the tears right out of okay. your eyeballs. All right, I'm ready. Uh, Tempest Storm burlesque star has died. <laughs> now stop laughing. <laughs> Can I have a little appropriate music? Tempest Star. Oh yes. I tell you what. She could work a stage like nothing else. Oh, yeah. Do it, Tempest. Yeah, she died in Las Vegas. She was 93 years old. With her clothes on. This was one of her better moves right here. (laughs) Don't get too close to her. Knock your eyes out. Well, in 1956, she became the highest-paid burlesque performer in history when she signed a 10-year contract for $100,000. Who knew that you'd get paid $100,000 to take your clothes off? Final performance uh, ever was at the Plaza uh, in June of 2010 at the Burlesque Hall of Fame reunion show. She fractured her... (laughs) She fractured her left hip, hip that night, effectively ending her stage appearance. I guess you could say that instead of busting a move, she busted her butt. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> got to get serious here. Anyway, as you can imagine, the viewing, as they call it here in the South, will be probably showing a, a bit more than, than usual. As Ms. Storm... <laughs> I'm just crying. I knew I wasn't going to make it through this. And lo and behold, <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, we'll be probably showing a bit more than usual as Ms. Storm will be partially clothed with a boa covering most of her vital parts. Which reminds me, Larry, of a column a couple of years ago by Miss Manners. Did you ever read Miss Manners? Yes, I did. I always thought she was a hoot. They used to carry her here, but now they don't carry anything uh, that they have to pay for. <laughs> but anyway, uh, a few years back, it has to do with this, kind of with this story. So a few years back, a lady wrote, my husband and I attended a wake recently. Yeah. Sammy Oakey's going to love this. <laughs> My husband and I attended a wake recently, and when we entered the funeral home, the sound system was cranked up mm-hmm. with Western swing music, and everyone was sashaying around in cowboy and cowgirl attire. <laughs> the deceased was dressed the same, yeah. and when I asked what a friend who was there, what in the world is going on, she said, well, you know old Bob always loved Westerns. So what does Miss Manners think about this? And Miss Manners wrote one single parag- uh, single sentence that just summed it all up, yeah. to which she answered in a single sentence, I guess you can just be grateful old Bob didn't have an affinity for Olympic swimming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, anyway, that's, uh, that's oh. the Tempest Storm story. I'm sorry to hear that she... Busted her hip, but anyway. Oh, that's well, so I do have one other thing that's kind of connected to this. Okay. I know you wish I would just shut up and no, behave no. myself. But this is kind of interesting. Uh, I'm still trying to reel it back in. <laughs> Delbert McClinton has announced that at the end of his touring days, hmm. as a result of. Uh, he didn't want to deal with COVID 19. He said, Here I sit, 80 years old, in the middle of a pandemic. So he's decided he is not going to perform, well, at least not in concert anymore. Now, mm-hmm. he may change his mind. I don't know. You know, it's right now. Tad Dickens did a wonderful article on him not too long ago about how many times he came to Southwest Virginia. Apparently, he loved Southwest Virginia. I was listening to Don Amos many years ago, and Don loved Delbert McClinton. Had him on the show all the time. They were great friends. They were great pals. Huh. So he frequently appeared on the show. And Don happened to mention one time that Delbert played the opening bars of this famous song by Bruce Chanel called Hey Baby. That's Delbert right there. Really? That's what Don Imus said. You could uh, believe you anything he said. Well, you don't disagree with the guy, man. Well, that's right. So anyway, that's him right there. Hey, wow. Hey, I want to know if you'll be my girl. <laughs> And you know what the sad thing is about Delbert McClinton calling it quits on the road? Uh, he was supposed to play July 9th in Charlottesville at the Jefferson Theater. Oh, that's that's yeah. terrible. It really is. So. Uh, but anyway, you got you, all, you used to could tell if somebody, a disc jockey, knew what he was talking about. If he introduced it as Hey Baby by Bruce Channel, <laughs> you knew that he didn't know Anything about what he was talking about. Bruce Chanel. That's uh, so good. All right, do we have a radio tale or two? We do, uh, indeed. 
have a radio tail. Okay. Can you tell I'm stretching a little bit here? I'm trying to find something. There we go. Okay. So anyway, uh, I, I do, and it has an audio track that goes with it. Cool. But it's a, well, it's a strange audio track. Mm. Kind of sad. Today's radio story is a one about... Uh, Again, early summer of 1971, the year we're featuring today on the podcast. I made my big move from Harrisonburg to Detroit, Michigan, tripling my salary from $2 an hour to $6 an hour. Uh, One fell swoop and landing in a major radio market at WWW called W4 Mm -hmm. for short. Gordon McClendon radio station. Powerful FM station with top 40 and oldies combined format. Every other song was an oldie. I thought it was just really odd. I did middays. And the strangest thing I ever had happen Mm -hmm. in radio happened there. Oh, a record was released by Motown called What the World Needs Now is Love, but it's not the one that Jackie DeShannon did. Uh, rather, this one was a combination of commentary, children's voices, and news clips over the song, edited beautifully and voiced by a guy mm-hmm. named Tom Clay. Clay. Are you familiar with yeah, this? Yeah, no, you exactly. are? Yeah. Because they played this some the other yeah. day from Roanoke. They said they didn't play this no, in No, it, it, it was played here. Really? Yeah. Well, the record, and I wouldn't call it a song because it wasn't a song, right. uh, ended up going to number eight on the Billboard magazine list. And I have no idea how because it didn't get played by a lot of radio stations. It really didn't. Here's where it gets strange. Well, first of all, I'll play just a snippet of it. And it's kind of pretty serious. It, it, it's beautiful, really. Hear Tom's voice here in a minute. He put this together for my job. What is segregation? I don't know what segregation is. Uh, what is bigotry? I don't know what bigotry is. What does uh, hatred mean? I don't know what it is. Uh, what is uh, prejudice? I think it's when somebody's sick. So anyway, all right. So why did I play this? Well, because I took Tom Clay's place at WWW in Detroit, Michigan. And every time I would play this, someone would, uh, listeners would call yeah. on the phone and say, hey, where is Tom? Is he there? I'd never had that happen before. <laughs> We always loved him. He was he was terrific. He really was. So it turns out that Tom had just left W four mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Detroit before I got there. So I, I can't say I took his place. Right. I sat in the same chair, air chair that he did. I don't think I could have ever taken his place. He was so talented. So it's the only one and only time that people would want to talk to the guy whose record I was playing on the air. I had never had that happen before. Uh, but there's an, another little story here that's oh, kind of fun about Tom. Okay. Tom is quite the character, it turns out, having ter- worked at CKLW, where he started something called the Beatles Booster Club. And apparently he was working midnights or, or, or seven to midnight because uh-huh. obviously management was not paying very much attention to what <laughs> old Tom was up to. Where, uh, so if he joined the Beatles Booster Club for a buck, by right. the way, yeah. 
Each person who sent Tom a dollar bill would get a personal item once used by a beetle or touched by a beetle. But what people were receiving on the other end is old cigarette butts and <laughs> tissues or mostly nothing at all. And he was having all of the stuff come to his personal post office box. I imagine he got by with this. Well, 80,000 people sent in a dollar oh each. So God. Tom was living pretty high on the hog there for a while <laughs> until the station put an end to it and fired him because they were getting complaints, and they said, we don't know what you're talking about, this contest. It had nothing to do with it. So he skipped town. <laughs> He then worked at uh, KDKA uh, in Los Angeles, and then he moved from there back to Detroit, worked at WWWW until he got there, and then eventually he moved back to the uh, coast where he did uh, voiceover work. And our lives have intersected at least several times. Here is an article from August 28, 1987, Uh in The Hollywood Reporter about cooking cheap. And uh, what kind of a show it is, and Mm -hmm. a lot of fun, and jokes, and what have you, and suggesting people tune it in on KCETV late on Thursday nights. And look what ad is running next to the article about us, about disc jockey legend Tom Clay, Clay, (laughs) looking for voiceover work. Now, is that strange or what? So Tom and I sort of followed each other around a little bit. And by the way, it was not on the Motown label. It was actually on Mo West. Yeah. Had you ever seen that? I, I have seen that label. I don't think they put out an awful lot of stuff on it, but uh, yeah, Mo West label. That was, but I tell you, that was a pretty powerful song, and I think uh, Sirius XM still plays it occasionally. Is that so? Yeah. I've never yeah. heard played by anybody, but you know, the reason there, there were a couple of reasons why radio stations didn't play it. First of all, it ran almost six minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it has it on here. So it was a very long play. Also, it uh, just didn't go with anybody's format no. at all. No, not uh, at all. It, And talk about killing a format real fast <laughs> for six minutes. And then I guess there were probably political reasons why some stations didn't run it or what have you. So uh, it didn't get played everywhere, mm-hmm. I can assure you of that. But a great song. It was. A great song. A great song. And what a wonderful story. Well, I hope so. You can only hope. You know, <laughs> that's all you can do is hope. Is that it? That's it. I think I've exhausted myself (laughs) and probably everybody listening. Hey, we appreciate you listening to episode 18 Uh of Two Larrys and a Mic. We've had a lot of fun with uh, the music from 1971 and a few other side notes. Uh, If you like Two Larrys and a Mic, be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to tell your family, friends, co-workers about our podcast. We release a new episode every other week. We hope you'll join us next time for Two Larrys and a Mic. I'm Larry Dowdy. I'm Larry Blind. And Mike is uh, still going fishing. That's a big one. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.